The Tea Health Show is sponsored by Sulal Nutraceutical Supplements. Sulal, mind, body, Sulal. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dr. Mark. Uh, this is the Tea Health Show. And today in studio, we have B. Heidenrich from Sulal uh, Technologies. Um, B, good morning and welcome. Morning, Dr. Mark. Thank you. And as always, we have Sister Elise and seeing that um, we have load shedding. My only other cohort in the studio at the moment is Simpiwe. Morning, Sims. Good morning. Um, Stacy is on her way and um, when she gets here, we will say hello to her. So today we are going to talk about stress versus burnout. And I'm going to ask Sister Elise to kick us off. But um, Elise, before you do... Um, I think all of us at the moment are experiencing higher levels of stress. And we've been doing this continuously since March 2020. Um, now it's not so much a COVID pandemic, but load shedding and water restrictions. Correct. And high fuel prices. And how long can we tolerate and that sustain. stress? Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So. A bit of my research revealed that in 2019, the WHO classified burnout as a medical diagnosis. That was like a revelation for me. So in the early years, people went on uh, retirement or they were medically boarded because they were stressed. That's now, when you go on to a whiskey drip at Tara. <laughs> Now it's a medical condition, which is it's very interesting for me. Well, I'm I, sorry that I interject. In my reading that I did, I, I looked at uh, chronic uh, stress and adrenal burnout. And um, if you didn't tell me that the World Health Organization classified burnout as a chronic disease, um, all my reading said that it's something that they think does not really exist. They talk about it, and you will remember this, Cushing syndrome. Do you remember Cushing syndrome when your adrenals just stop Correct. producing? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. But um, I think we need to really classify stress and say when is it detrimental to health. Okay. So there's three classifications. You've got U stress. U is balanced stress, and that's the normal things that we experience. So is that like when you wake up in the morning and there's traffic? And it's Monday. Okay. Yeah. That's normal stress. Um, but that short lived. Short lived, and it yeah. motivates you, keeps you positive, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And then you get to the stage of distress. Now, distress is where you can't actually control the stress situation. You don't have a means to control it. Be financial loss, an accident, etc., etc., etc. that keep increasing and increasing. Increasing and increasing, and that leads to chronic stress slash burnout. And in between, you get your anxiety attacks, etc. And then if you are in your burnout stage, it also can lead to depression. And that's all the physical changes, emotional changes, psychological changes that happens in your body. And it's something that you can't control. It just, your body just says, I'm giving up now. 
I can't deal with this anymore. So I, I want us to just stop a little bit and um, go back to physiological stress. Mm. Now, physiological stress um, is when we have a certain stressor. For instance, you're walking in the wild and suddenly you walk into a lion or an elephant. Um, or you stand in the road and suddenly a car appears. And then there's um, a chemical reaction that takes place. Yeah. And it involves a couple of different areas of the brain. Now, the first one is the amygdala, very big word. But that's the first, the primitive part of the brain that forms emotion. Yeah. And that then leads to a release of a hormone that stimulates the hypothalamus, another part of the brain. And the hypothalamus then starts releasing hormones like adrenocorticotropin, 8-HCT or something like that. I can never get that right. I always turn them around, which stimulates your adrenal glands. What's the adrenal glands? Where do they sit, Sim? (laughs) (laughs) Even with crypto, she's not getting it. So actually, the adrenal glands are are the glands that sit on top of a kidney and they're responsible for releasing a lot of hormones, specifically cortisol. Now, cortisol is the hormone that's actually responsible for managing our blood pressure and it then releases the hormone that we all know adrenaline and it's that adrenaline that puts you into the fight or flight reaction which is a very normal reaction when you're faced with a lion or an elephant (laughs) absolutely so what happens with that quick release of adrenaline it improves your cognitive function it boosts your immune system at that point in time. It is responsible for a release of glucose because um, if you're going to fight, both the brain and the muscles need glucose. And um, that's a good thing for us to have, but in very short bursts. And I think what Sister Elise has described is that you stress, Elise, that's your daily stress. Yes, yes. Um, which is beneficial for us. Now we get to that point where the stress doesn't stop. Um, I always use the analogy in my practice, and Sister Elise, we do this all the time, is you, the body has a fight-flight reaction. The one that we forget is... You can only fight for so long, and then you're going to turn and run, but you can only run for so long. And then when you get exhausted, your only option is to freeze and hope whatever is chasing you doesn't see you or find you. And that's why little animals freeze. Um, you know what? It's a, it's a good way not to be noticed. But when the body gets into that, I cannot fight or run anymore. You go into freeze, it leads to 
a complete disconnect, emotional, social, mm. psychological, yeah. physical, and that has, has a great detrimental effect on our health. Um, yesterday, Elise, you and I had a discussion with our neurotherapist, uh, Yvonne. She was in the office and we discussed this. Um, and she said something about anxiety. Yeah, she mentioned that obviously to experience anxiety, you have stresses that brings on anxiety. And um, your way of dealing with it is, can I deal with it? How do I deal with it? Can I change it? No, I can't change it. How can I cope with it? If oh, and, and that the last one, I think, uh, was accepted. And accepted. That's the last one. Yeah. Um, that's natural, but it's a conscious thing that we need to do mm. to make sure that we don't go into chronic distress, which is burnout. Okay. Because right, I think when the anxiety kicks in as well, you'll find a, a common symptom of that is that people, they can't switch their brains off. Yes. They're trying to think, how do I cope with this? How do I deal with this? And in turn, that eventually actually starts affecting your sleep. Yeah. So you're extremely tired because you burnt out, but now you're not sleeping because of the anxiety. So they're all interlinked together. Yeah. yeah absolutely. There's evidence that show that chronic stress causes physical changes within the brain. Um, those neurological pathways start changing and here, it is a, a burnout. Let's think about this. If you, um, if you go to the gym and you are doing arm curls or bicep curls, you can, you can do a couple of curls and you'll get a good pump. And what happens from that? Is the muscles start growing? You're going to be a little bit sore the next day, but that's okay. If you go, and a lot of the trainers do this, um, that the moment that you start feeling, okay, I had enough, you put the weight down, take a lighter weight, and carry on with a call. Eventually, if I put a towel in your hand, you won't be able to lift your arm. (laughs) Now, that is when we hit burnout and I think when we get to uh, this um, it's it's that same kind of analogy your adrenals have burned out they just cannot produce or for everyone that knows it's like um, our power stations that break down <laughs> they just cannot supply enough energy and it's exactly the same. I think for some of the physical symptoms that we also need to mention and that is what we see a lot in our practice is IBS symptoms. Irritable bowel syndrome. Irritable bowel I, syndrome. Yeah. Um, appetite regulation. You, the, these patients, Nila, I nearly spoke Afrikaans now again. <laughs> some of these patients are really overweight because they can't control appetite. It's a, it's a thing. It's one of those things. Heart disease, increased inflammation is a huge thing in our practice Mm. that we see. And then what was interesting for me, an increase of 50% to to contract a viral infection. Remember what short periods of stress do. They boost your immune system. Yes. So prolonged periods of stress decreases your immune system. So the body... Uh, goes. Is it because of 
use all your energy up? I think it's when, as an example, when Dr. Mark said, when you're faced with a lion, your body wants that instant energy to be able to, to run away or to fight this lion. But when you're exposed to that on an ongoing long-term basis, your, your body is going to spend all of its energy in that fight and flight mode. So you're not going to have the energy to focus on digestion or your immune system. So eventually that's not going to become a priority for your, your But that's not something that you can control. It's how your body reacts to it's it. It's a physiological response. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's that increase of adrenaline. Yeah. So when adrenaline increases, it changes blood flow. And this is why chronic stress is so dangerous for us and why prolonged high levels of, of adrenaline or in medical terms it's actually called epinephrine mm. um, when it stimulates the sympathetic nervous system so sympathetic nervous system is the one that activates muscles it activates the brain it activates your senses so in other words hearing vision smell taste um, and sensation so that you can react um, and it increases the blood pressure by dilation of blood vessels but it also now shunts blood away from non-essential activities at that point which is your digestion mm. um, it goes to cognitive function and muscles so it is it shunts blood away from reproductive organs um, and all of those non-essential things start shutting down. Yeah. There's been a, a lot of studies that link gut health and, and brain health to, to stress and with that example where you are, where the body is, is pushing blood away from digestion. I mean, the last thing you're going to be thinking about is digesting your breakfast when you are faced with a lion. Mm, mm. So, you know, it does make. Well, I'm going to empty sense. my bowel. So I'm not going to digest it. I can tell you that. You're going to the diarrhea phase of IBS. You know, you know but that lion will have to, it's, it's going to. Hello, Stacy. So did you also get stuck in load shedding? Oh, my word. I, I left earlier this morning and, um, I, when I got to my office 20 minutes later, which is 20 minutes away from here, I called Elise and said, I'm not going to make it. So, um. And you were here first. Yeah. So oh, Stacy swapped. Now, <laughs> Stacey is now the um, epitome of stress. Normal stress. Oh my word! Normal stress. That is true. Although I don't know if you can say that in South Africa when we've had load shedding for how many years. <laughs> I think now it's become chronic load shedding stress. <laughs> don't okay. worry, we're trendsetters. <laughs> the rest of the world will catch up. <laughs> so we know that stress is good for us in certain ways. Um, and we've just touched on how stress is or can be bad. One, physically, where it increases our blood pressure. Um, that term that, that I, I just realized is tension type headaches. Yeah. So, um, which causes a contraction of muscles. It can create dizziness. 
there's a very interesting thing and, and how your breathing changes, um, in an acute stress, you know, but everything opens up and you breathe deeper. But if you do that for long enough, you actually become short of breath. Um, you can't sustain that for long. That's the thing. And then weight gain. So here we have two experts, um, about weight. Uh, B, you know that Stacey is our gut coach. Um, you guys have worked together at Solal, uh, I think for a while. Um, tell us about that action where we get weight gain from stress. Why does it always lead to weight gain? Like, jeez, we have so and many things. Like, I know. <laughs> um, I think the big thing there is, you know, when, when you are in that state of stress and your body is producing all this adrenaline and cortisol, mm. Cortisol is, is actually binding to your receptors on your fat cells and your liver and your pancreas. And your pancreas is responsible for releasing insulin. So what can happen? You're actually going to be increasing your blood sugar levels, mm. which means you're going to be pumping out more insulin. And we all know that high insulin levels are actually linked to significant weight gain. Yeah. And that's your type 2 diabetes where yes. it comes yeah. from, from burnout. Mm. Yeah, Correct. insulin resistance. But it also causes a complete dysregulation in the entire hormone cascade. And it starts affecting the thyroid hormone and thyroid. Uh, it starts affecting the thyroid gland rather. And what the thyroid gland does it basically increases the rate of oxygen consumption in all our cells. That's what increases our metabolism. And so I think that's why it's so interesting that it's linked to the shallow breathing as well and just how how we're able to respond to the situation. What you end up seeing is this complete, again, depletion. So it's not like the body doesn't know what to do. It's struggling with the resources on what to do. And if we keep on doing this to it, Eventually, the body gets to the point where it's like, I actually can't throw anything else at this. I have to slow certain processes down. I have to store certain things. It goes into a coping mechanism. Mm. And that's why it is so difficult to lose weight when, you, when you've been struggling with chronic stress, chronic fatigue, because the body just doesn't have the resources to make weight loss its priority at that okay, point. But in what time. comes first? Physical symptoms? Emotional symptoms so or actually, psychological symptoms? <laughs> they, all all, the they all come at the same time, yes. actually. Okay. So stress affects the body badly in four ways. Physically, emotionally. Think about it. When you're under stress, you are irritable. You are prone to mood swings um, and emotional outbursts. So, mm-hmm. you know what? This is normal for for all women. You did not say that. Hold on. For women, when they go into that premenstrual, true. um, Why? Because of the changes in hormone levels. And here we think about all the hormones that come from the pituitary gland. (laughs) You saying that, right? How do how do how do I know that now I'm like stressed? Or I'm just about to experience my period. Like, how do then you count the days? <laughs> you know, that's such Mark a good. Them on the calendar. Yeah, yeah, it is such a good point because we should know exactly when our cycle starts and ends. We should be that regular. But I mean, again, this is something that Elise and I lament in the office all the time. Women just don't know anymore. No, they don't, and no. they're not interested to know. And they're not having regular cycles, no. you know, and where, whether it be PCOS or any other issues. Oh, yeah, or contraceptives, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 or 
but not being thyroid, yeah, exactly. Stacey, you were talking about this hormonal cascade when mm. you stress. So mm. your thyroid's affected, your insulin's affected, your other hormones are affected. So it makes sense. And well, your sex hormones, that's yeah. why you yes. don't want oh, to have that. The moment that you guys talk about Wait, we need to understand that both cortisol, cortisol is responsible also for managing our glucose levels. It releases glucagon. So what glucagon will do is it will stimulate or it will activate cells to hold on to any kind of nutrient. So this is why, Stacey, and I don't know what your... um, feeling about this is be this is why Stacy and I don't like intermittent fasting because you're causing undue stress in the body by not feeding it which leads to a release of cortisol which will elevate um, glucagon levels um, and you will actually start holding on to all your nutrients so intermittent fasting works if you then eat food that actually repletes your um, nutritional deficits that you create through stress. But cortisol, insulin, insulin like growth factor, testosterone, they all bind to one receptor. So when there's a dysregulation in one of them, there's a dysregulation in all of them. Either one doesn't want to release from a receptor or it's blocking other ones from a receptor. So I almost want to call it a pseudo autoimmune disease mm, I get what with, you're with, with, with just one hormone that's out. Mm. At least psychologically, as you said, we, we start feeling first, I think, anxiety. And anxiety is that state where what you feel and the actual reality is no longer the same. I think that's what Yvonne said. I'm quoting you, Yvonne. Mm, I hope that's right. That's a good right. way of looking at it, actually. Um, and that leads to panic episodes and we spiral down mm. into inability to focus, memory problems and depression. Mm. Yeah. And then these the behavioral changes. And this we see specifically, and I think this is one of the biggest differentials from burnout versus just stress is avoidance of activity, avoidance of interaction with people. You are unable to make any decisions. So, mm. um, and these are where, okay, this person is not functioning. And the um, abuse of food, alcohol, drugs. Yes, so, addiction is one of well, them. Well, and, and not only that, um, what we what we're getting in society nowadays are cheap dopamine hits, and that's food, drugs, and alcohol, and screen time, TV, blue light on our screens, blue light in our homes and our environments. Because in the LED space, what we haven't taken into consideration is how it disrupts our circadian rhythm, how that influences that cheap dopamine hit. And when I say cheap, is because it doesn't influence us in a positive way, the way we want dopamine. To affect us In fact it's this constant Well I'll just get a hit I'll just get a quick hit And that's why Have you noticed How when you're on social media For a short period of time It's great But if you extend that 
how does it affect us? I mean, it actually makes you more exhausted. It does make you more exhausted. <laughs> yeah. And do all the negative comments, or not even negative. I think you start comparing. I think that's also some of the dangers of social media. Yes. So you're seeing someone living their best, best life, life yeah. and you're seeing them like on holidays after holidays and you just like, but I'm at this office. I'm unhappy. Um, I don't have the job. I don't have the car. And then you start getting into that cycle of like, ah, oh, she's prettier. She has a smaller way. She has. <laughs> Why does she get to eat whatever she wants? Yes. She doesn't put on any way. And, and that's kind of what happens is that people just really start comparing themselves yes. to what they see on social media. Yes. And it started out as being something that was nice, nice to do, a little bit of a break from the office or whatever it was that you were doing. And the next thing you're crying and eating a bag. Yeah, because <laughs> He's 24 and living in a mansion of like $5 million. You know what I mean? If, if we look at what's in today's food, it's salts, sugars, fats. Yeah. All of them are tasty. So. Well, we, not we, just normal salts and not just normal sugars and not just normal fats. I mean, if you just they, take they, high fructose corn syrup, it's like. Gosh, one of the most toxic forms of sugar. So, and it's just saying it's sugar and fat. And then we learn, but you know, we should include all these macronutrients. And this is the confusion that affects most people. And don't forget the stimulants, all the oh, caffeine. Of course, yeah. If you have a look at all the caffeinated, um, Drinks. Sports drinks that yeah. you can buy now, yeah. and everyone is drinking them like Absolutely. it's like it's fruit juice or water. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's very interesting that when we look at the uh, limbic and uh, dopamine pathways and receptors. Dopamine is the hormone that is classified as um, reward, motivation, repetitive mm. behavior. So dopamine makes us feel better. If you mm. get a hit of dopamine um, by jumping off um, a bridge with a bungee jump, mm. that's a dopamine rush. Yeah. Okay, but that's also what happens with addicts. Yeah. Um, a line of coke, or you know what, um, a, a quick drink of alcohol, it it creates that mm. little bit of a dopamine spike. Now, that felt good. Let me do it again. But what happens is exactly what happens in fatigue. It's if you do it often enough, it's you start decreasing the sensitivity as well as to decrease the release of this dopamine. So you need to do something more. Um, and that's where adrenaline junkies comes in and that's where our addicts come in. Yeah. It's just overstimulate something for long enough and it's eventually going to shut down. Why? Because I've depleted it. Okay, now what do we do? No, but I think before okay, we, before so, we yes. talk about what we do, I think it's an important link back to what um, Elise was talking about like which comes first physical psychological this is the reason why it's both physiological and psychological at the same time because whether you have that receptor binding and whether it's the short hit of dopamine or something that's extended it's going to be a physiological response that immediately in a short space of time becomes a psychological response okay but I want to I think I experienced burnout in my life already. Mm. Okay. Mm. And the first thing that I noticed is emotional changes. Yes. Loss yeah. of motivation. Yeah. 
I don't want to be in this job anymore. Yeah. I don't want people around me. It's emotional change. And yes. and a tendency for me, I, I felt a similar thing is I just wanted to cry for everything. Exactly. Like, yeah, so and that's I, why you I can't be around someone that says, oh, because you're a woman, that's why you're doing it. Because yeah. it compounds that anger that you feel at the situation. Yeah. But then what's the difference between just being tired? Like, and you just need a holiday. What's... What's you know, for me, it felt like I was frazzled. And if you, if you can think of, um, burning a candle, I, that's why I say burning a, what's, why they say burning a candle at both ends. If you can think of this string or this, this cord that's burning and it starts to get to that very fine, very thin end of like, is there a bomb at the end of this or is it just a normal candle? That's how I felt. It wasn't just, if I take a nap, I'll be fine. Okay. It wasn't if I take if a 20 minute break, I'll off, be fine. It's fine. Yeah. You, yeah. You're so chronically in that condition. Yeah, burnout doesn't matter how much you sleep. You, you wake up tired. tired. Yeah. Yeah. You still tired. Yeah. So let's just classify what burnout is. And then I think we, we need to go on to how we can avoid this and how we can manage it and, um, uh, how we can manage stress and burnout. What happens and there's um, a, a medical condition called Cushing's syndrome, and that's where the adrenals stop functioning. They don't um, secrete cortisol anymore, and now we have a dysregulation in glucose levels, in blood pressure, etc., etc. This is something that can kill you. Acute Cushing syndrome is a medical emergency. Um, why? Because all the systems start shutting down. So Simpime, I think what, what you were describing mm-hmm. is being tired is yeah. that progression of daily stresses that over time leads to, okay, you know what? The, the stores are running empty. Mm-hmm. They functioning. Mm-hmm. The factory is functioning, but you know what? It's getting more difficult to handle things. If you give it a little bit of time where you go on holiday and you have a bit of a break, et cetera, et cetera, those stores get replenished, the factory starts kicking in. Burnout, on the other hand, is when the factory burns out. And no matter what you do, it's not functioning anymore. Product, it was like with the riots. You know, a product couldn't get to where they're supposed to go. And now there's an acute um, shortage, which becomes a chronic shortage, which leads to the breakdown of civilization. So think of it in, in that way. Gosh. So how do we manage this? B, before we get to the solar supplements, um, and we need to just talk about what's in them, is there ways in which we can combat stress on a daily basis? I think all of us can chirp in here. Go, one, one, one. I think the hardest thing, you know, when you're feeling burnt out and exhausted is to do some form of exercise, yet it is absolutely critical. So if anybody can just manage to, to go for a walk, yes. five-minute walk, ten-minute walk, um, whether it's on a treadmill, whether it's in a safe place out in the open air, as hard as what it is, it does actually encourage you to, to like don't do things like CrossFit and high intensity interval training. Completely shift your exercise to things that are more recovery and rehabilitative type movement. Absolutely. I think that is absolutely number one Mm. on on my list. Face face yoga will face yoga. (laughs) (laughs) In the upper region, yes. So for me, yeah, that, that is number one. And it is hard. I mean, when you're tired, the last thing you feel like you doing is do. exercising. Yeah. But you will feel better for it. 
Yeah. Mm. Do it in your PJs at home. Don't even think about going. Girl. Like, no, I swear, <laughs> this is why I can never fo- post exercise videos because I get up and I think to myself, well, if I'm not going to the gym, train the way I am. Because I, I kid you not, just the thought of having to put on gym clothing is also something that will be a limiting factor for people. So roll out of bed onto the carpet and just start moving like from there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Elise, your side? Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, don't stress me out by asking me about how to reduce I stress. I don't think my, my is medically accepted. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I actually, I know where she's going with this. We all know. We know. If you don't know, I'm going to tell you. It's, it's Elise. I, I agree with you that you should have sex. But. It wasn't even what I thought, but okay. that's what we all thought. You but, um, you know what, what is happening with that? And I think the problem with that is that you have, such a disconnect mm, from to wanting to engage with anyone, never mind on a physical level, that that might be a problem. I do think that masturbation might be a good. I think that's what you were actually alluding. Were you alluding? No. you alluding to? I always think that that's what you were alluding. <laughs> you have to tell us. I have another life. As well. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, my stress release is being alone. Good. By myself, yes. early in the morning, having my coffee mm. and my other vice, mm. which I won't mention <laughs> <laughs> on radio today. <laughs> that is my release. Yeah, is to just calm. Well, I think that's down. an important factor, which relates to, and I know Yvonne's spoken about it. Is so, for example, before we used to classify people as introverts or extroverts, but now we're starting to understand that you can have. An introverted extrovert. In other words, yes, exactly. Yeah. You, you love being around people, but, yeah. I, and um, I think we all like that actually in the clinic. We love being around people. We love helping people, but in order to recharge, we need time alone. Yes. Whereas yeah. other people, they need people to recharge and we're not like that. And well, I think no, it's, we're not. And it's yeah. important to know what type you are so that you know how to recharge yeah. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So, um, I agree physical activity is probably one of the best, um, Social support. This is where you have a good friend or confidant. Mm. Um, something like that. One of the major biggest ways of dealing with stress is actually helping someone else deal with stress. <laughs> Put things into perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get that. So, um, today's program sponsored by Solal Nutraceuticals. Um, B, we have two products available specifically in the Solol range for dealing with stress. So let's, let's start with stress and then we'll go over to burnout because the, the treatment for the two, um, is completely different. And if you use the wrong one for the wrong condition, you're going to compound it. So let's start with 
stress. What do we have in the Solal range? Okay, so Solal has this amazing product called Solal Stress Damage Control, and I think it's very much in the name. So this is the product that assists you when you're at your peak of stress, where you're feeling agitated, you've got that high blood pressure, mm. um, you feel like you're just sort of living on the edge. This is before you reach that burnout stage. This is where your body is producing a lot of those stress hormones, your cortisol, your adrenaline. And what this product contains is a combination of some herbal ingredients and some vitamins, which work on stabilizing and reducing your cortisol and adrenaline. So this is also a good product for somebody who's got high blood pressure that's linked to high stress levels because Mm. it will actually help to support the heart. Mm. It protects Mm. the heart against the damage Mm. that high cortisol and high adrenaline can can contribute towards too. Mm. So this is... So this will also support kidney function? Absolutely. It would in turn because we know how stress affects your your kidneys. And this is a type of product that almost all of us should be on. Um, we're all stressed. We live in a stressed society. We're all stressed. Yeah. We, we live in a very stressful country. Um, so it's a product that almost, I'd probably say about 80% of people should be on and daily, continuously. So question. Yes. I know that our, um, senior learners are starting writing exams in 10 days time. Mm. Is it beneficial for them to start taking something like stress damage control now? Um, it takes about a week or two. Uh, okay, guys, so, it's available at yeah. all retail pharmacies, your health stores, clicks. It's available, um, in some of our major, um, chain stores. Uh, stress damage control. This is something that, that can help you manage this acute stress that you're going to be going through for the next mm-hmm. one and a half and months. And also, the longer you use it, the better. Okay. Because it is, really does help the adrenal glands to sort of maintain their, their best performance. The key, key herb in, in that one is that rhodiola? Rhodiola and okay. ashwagandha. And ashwagandha. Okay. And so a rhodiola, ashwagandha being adaptogens, adaptogenic they herbs. adapt the body to these things. Okay. I know that you have to run, you have another meeting. So here mm-hmm. we get to burnout. And this is when I just want to quickly uh, run through those symptoms again. This is where you feel disengaged, blunted or distant emotional responses, that sense of helplessness, motivation is diminished, no energy, depression, etc., etc. So when we get there, it most probably is our cortisol levels are now low. So now we have to start stimulating it. And for that, we have a product as well. Absolutely. So there we have Salal Burnout. Again, it's in the name. (laughs) It kind of gives it away. Mm. So Burnout contains some stimulating herbals like your licorice and your ginseng. Mm. There's no caffeine because we know caffeine is great in boosting energy, but Half an hour to an hour later, we tend to crash and then we need more caffeine. Mm. So we avoid caffeine in our burnout. We just use herbals in there that actually stimulate our adrenal glands to be able to produce enough cortisol Mm. to maintain the cortisol levels that we have so that we can actually start functioning a bit better and to improve those energy levels. Now, burnout works slightly differently in that you need to rotate use. Mm. So with burnout, we say you use it for about six weeks and then have a two-week break. Mm. 
Okay. Six weeks on, two weeks off, six weeks on, two weeks off. And you can rotate that for up to two years if you need to, depending on how burnt out mm. your adrenal glands Why? are. Why? Why would you do that? The reason for that is to not, inc- to, to not encourage your adrenal glands to become reliant on the product, but okay. to encourage your adrenals to actually start producing their own cortisol and working on its own again. Okay. Um, which is why we suggest to, to rotate. But, but also I think with burnout, it would be key then eventually to Maybe get your cortisol levels checked Absolutely. using the saliva method. And when you check, oh, sorry, what your levels are looking like, if you have a good functional medicine practitioner, you can take your burn out at certain times of the day. So for example, when I was seeing Dessen, I would take my burn out at like eight in the morning, one burn out then yeah, and four in the afternoon. A, a circadian rhythm. Yes. To, to try and regulate Absolutely. that uptake again. Um, and then combine that with things like L-theanine and Nositol and whatever you have in that. Be before we start taking these products, because it's stuff that you can take off the shelf. If you don't know exactly what you're doing, you can create a bigger problem or not treat sure. the problem. And then you say, this is not working. Do you have any advice for the people that's listening when they stand in front of the Solal collection? In, uh, <laughs> that in, monstrosity uh, I will um, stand. <laughs> It's in, so big. in the um, health shop or retail pharmacy, how do we pick this? Okay. Um, is is it, for instance, safe to say I don't know if I have burnout or um, um, just stress? So instead of taking burnout, I'm going to take ashwagandha, which is adapted and it will work both ways, or something like that. Is there any advice? Look, I think it can be quite difficult because sometimes symptoms can overlap. So if we have to look specifically at the difference between stress damage control and burnout, I always go, you know, your stress damage is stress agitated. Mm -hmm. You get irritated. You hyped up a little bit high blood pressure maybe, um, normal frustrations Mm -hmm. with sitting traffic. So your your normal type of stress. Mm -hmm. Your burnout is very specific to those symptoms that Dr. Mark mentioned, the being Mm -hmm. disengaged, the extreme fatigue, low blood pressure, dizziness. Um, the burnout contains licorice and ginseng. It's going to elevate your blood pressure. Mm. So if you're feeling tired and stressed, but you've got high blood pressure, that's already an indication that mm. burnout's not going to be the right product mm. for you and that it'll be stress damage control. Although so I do think it's, is- it's focusing on comorbidities as well. No, no what. So am I almost safe to say that if you think you have burnout, go and see someone that yeah. actually would be able to yeah. diagnose this now recognized chronic condition mm. um, instead of, uh, yeah, you know what, just take an antidepressant because that's not really going to work. No, correct. And well. most people aren't even aware of their blood pressure. They may think this is where they're at, but unless you're actually measuring and unless you are actually a patient that's quite, you know, in tune with what you, where you're supposed to be. But I think what you guys do have that's beneficial is there's a lot of resources available at these stands, especially in your bigger retail, um, pharmacies where you can read up on the symptoms. And I think it's on the bottle as well with burnout that you should cycle. Yes. It says two weeks, yeah. take we a do two also week have break. A website which has yeah. a lot of information on. And I think mm. too, as you've mentioned, you know, consulting with a functional medicine practitioner mm. is always great because then you're not just going to address one specific you're going to look at the whole picture because it is a cascade of different different things you need to treat all of those different aspects Mm. if you want optimal health so b i need i know that you need to run um from the tea health show 
um, and Fatigue Clinic site. Thank you for taking the time out uh, to come and share with us. We are doing a series um, of podcasts over the next six months, which is sponsored by um, Sulal Nutraceuticals, uh, Mind, Body, Sulal. Um, B, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Sister Elise, any final thoughts? Um, no, not from my side. Um, there was something that I thought about, but I can't remember it now. I'll ask my questions. <laughs> um, Stace? I just think um, a lot of people see stress as something that's external. It's that boss. It's those emails. It's life. It's feeling a little bit lost. And we don't see food as stresses. Gluten, for many people, is a stress on the body. You know, the wrong type of dairy is a stress for your body, especially if you've got autoimmune conditions or you're predisposed to autoimmune conditions. Your body doesn't see that food as just a food item. It sees that batch of chemicals that are coming in as like, oh, my word, I she keeps making me process this when I don't have the resources to process it. So your own body and its organs are feeling the exact same thing that you're feeling. You know, this exasperated, you know, a response to life, basically. And then we keep on putting those things in our system, the caffeines, the gluten, the dairy, the sugars. So if you're in this space of burnout or, you know, even experiencing acute or chronic stress, one of the best ways to help the body is just take those things out for a period of time and see how you feel. And it will not do any damage or any harm to your system. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm Simpiwi before I wrap up with a rant. Go for the walk. Go for the walk. Absolutely. <laughs> Go for the walk. Guys, um, stress is around us. It can be a good thing if we manage it properly. That's the key. I think identify what causes stress in you. Um, Sister Elise said earlier, once you've identified this, see how you can manage it. If you can't manage it, avoid it. And if you can't avoid it, accept it. Deal with it. Um, mm. Those those are important. Try and take time out in nature, even if it mm. means that you are just sitting on a chair, barefoot with your feet on the grass. If you're close to water, if you access to water, go and sit in your swimming pool. Uh, you don't have to swim. Just be with water, listen to running water, listen to music, engage in conversation, even if it's with your dog or your parrot or your pillow like I do. Mine's full of tears. So exercise is important. Eat healthy. Find the foods that feed your body, not your addiction. Sleep. I cannot stress this enough. The majority of people, especially in times of stress, start having decreased quality of sleep, not necessarily quantity. It's about the quality. If you wake up in the morning and you are not refreshed, if you sit in a quiet room and you start falling asleep or you lose attention, you're not getting good quality of sleep. Speak to your health group care professional we've spoken about cbd preparations in in on this podcast before we have medical preparations available um, there are good alternatives to sleeping tablets 
that can be used. And most important, maintain a good support structure. Mm. I think I remember what I wanted to say. <laughs> Traditionally, burnout was linked to work stress. If you go onto articles, they say it, you burned out because of your work responsibilities. I think, I think the world has changed, changed. totally. Mm. You can experience burnout because of the mm. conditions. I actually you know. think the majority of people that I see with burnout are mothers. Yeah, but that's why I'm children. saying your articles that you read mm. is linked to work stress. But it's not the case it's anymore. The case. Did you know that a, a very good test for anxiety and stress is if you notice that when you are outside your house and you don't hear birds, that your body, your mind is dealing with so much that you're not even tuned in. That's why one of the things to do is to get out in nature and yeah. actively force yourself to listen, listen to the birds, listen to the wind in the trees, because it's one of the things that then shifts the focus of the mind to start taking in all these other pieces of information, which then lets the brain relax from all the things that you've been ruminating on. Oh, it's, it's, I, I think like that's that. brilliant. <laughs> I, I, actually, that's a great I thing. I just learned something new. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of today's show. Next week, we will be uh, back with um, the first in a series on sexual health and well-being. And we are going to look at the perceptions of sex between different cultures, age groups, and sexual orientations. So that's going to be a riveting one. Mm. The Tea Health Show was sponsored by Solal, Nutraceutical Supplements, Mind, Body, Solal.